Welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. This episode of The Landscape is brought to you with the support of Bedrock. While the latest federal statistics indicate that the job market has slowed a bit, don't tell that to employers who are still struggling to fill spots in their workforce. The workforce is definitely changing. R.J. Miller, who is our government and economic development reporter, has been looking into this changing workforce here across the state of Ohio in a series of stories that you can read at cranescleveland.com. We asked Jay to come in and share what he's found in looking into this situation. Jay, thanks for being with us today. Good to be with you. Let's begin by talking about what sectors are still being hit hardest by a lack of employees. Uh, hospitality, certainly the restaurants, I'm sure people have seen that. Hospitals, uh, manufacturing, and uh, even IT as well. IT surprising. <laughs> well, it, it is, but it, uh, we, we can talk about that a little bit. It's, it's changing is what it is. And that's, I guess that's the thing is what, what's normal in the workplace is changing in terms, in terms of hiring. And that's what, what, what I, I, I've been able to find. It's, 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 it's a big fundamental change. And employers are having to do things differently, and they're, they're still learning how to do that. So what are the things they're struggling with? Well, obviously, what they're seeing is that there are twice as many open jobs as there are workers looking for jobs, working, looking for work, in Northeast Ohio and across the country. That means employers have to be more flexible and be more willing to negotiate to, find, to get employees to come to work. And, and one example of that would be work, work schedules. What used to be a, even, even in a in manufacturing plant, might, might be an, an, an eight to set four workplace, they're changing that. I, I talked to an employer, for example, who's added a half work shift uh, from five o'clock to, to nine o'clock in the evening because he's found that there are workers who have to be home for, um, for, for their child, child care during the day, but can work that, that extra half shift. They're manufacturing workers and they can work that half shift. So he's added a half shift. That's new. That's the kind of thing that, that they're facing. Now, did the pandemic force this situation, or was this something you think that might have already been coming? And, and you know what I mean? It might have happened yeah. without the pandemic. It was going to happen. It was happening anyhow. The pandemic just kind of sped it up. What, what's happening, particularly in Northeast Ohio, is workers, the workforce is getting older. We have a lot of people who have been retiring and are going to continue to retire at a faster pace than we're able to replace them. And that's a big, big change. And at, at the moment, there are almost 100,000 fewer workers in the workforce today than there were in 2019. That's a, that's a big loss in a workforce of, of over a million people. Now, you mentioned some of that is due to age as the work for workers in Ohio yes. get older. But is it also just an issue that the population is also shrinking and where we don't have as many people in general? The population is shrinking slightly. And the number of people who consider themselves to be looking for work is also, is also dropped. It used to be perhaps 63 or 64 percent of the population was work, working or looking for work. That's dropped a couple of percent. A couple of percent of a million people is a big, big number, though. And this may sound like a dumb question, but what are these, where are these people getting money? I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I just seem the same as crazy to just arbitrarily declare I'm out. I mean, I know it's difficult. Well, there, there, for a time, there were, there were federal, federal subsidies that would help some people for a while. But people have also changed to what's called, I'm sure people have seen it, gig work, DoorDash, uh, driving Uber, uh, even working, uh, cleaning houses. Those kinds of things are becoming more attractive to some people because of, because of the flexibility. How about the pandemic in terms of people, you know, there might be a two-income household. Have some people just said, due to the pandemic, for whatever reasons, we're going to forego that second paycheck? That's probably, or maybe forego the full second paycheck and work at at part-time. As I mentioned, that that second half shift at a manufacturing plant, that's a perfect example of that. Is this also just kind of a weird time? I mean, for job seekers, we seem to have gone through the great resignation, but now we seem to be hitting a recession. How's that affecting the job market? It's beginning slightly to affect it. I I haven't really tracked... That hasn't affected the way employers are, are acting in, in terms of whether, whether they're looking for work, whether there's still a shortage of workers. So 
the fact that there's a few less openings is not has not been a big deal yet. Yet it may it may it may turn into something, but it hasn't yet. Are the people that are saying foregoing that second paycheck just simply trying to simply going to cut expenses in order to main, meet their bills? There's some of that. I'm sure there's some of that. Uh, but again, it, it's the kinds of things. The, the other part of it is pay has, has increased. Job, p- people are asking, our employers are asking, are finding that, that their candidates are asking for 20 to 25% more than they were the, to, to replace you know, an earlier job. That's a big jump. That helps people cover some of, the, some of their household expenses better, even in times of, of inflation. What about the issue of brain drain here in Ohio and how that is affecting the, the job market? Uh, a little bit, but it, one thing that, that's also happening is that those employers who, particularly uh, in, in some of the creative fields and some of the technical fields, are looking further afield for employees. I talked to one, one um, marketing firm who's hiring people who work all, all across the country. He prefers to find people in the Eastern time zone because that's where his, his bulk of his workforce is. But he's happy to hire people in, in, in Nashville, for example, or, or, or Pittsburgh for, for his Cleveland company because they can work, they work remotely anyhow. So, you know, as, as are many of his local employees. Are employees becoming more accommodating to this notion of flexibility or is their hand being yes. forced or were they, were they thinking maybe well, we need to do it, this it, anyway? Employers are being forced, but also with, with having gone to remote workforces to begin with in the pandemic, they've become comfortable with it and it's, it's working out for them. So why not, why not hire somebody in, in another city to, to do a, a creative kind of work or an IT, IT work? It's not a problem. You mentioned the, the, the gig economy, things like DoorDash and Uber and, and that kind of thing. And there's not a lot. Of, is there enough security in that that a person could able to say, that's going to be my job? I don't know that. that, that that's a long-term uh, question that I'm not sure we can answer yet because it, it, it may turn out to be just fine. But, but it, and it may depend on the person, too. I mean, I, I, I'm hearing some things about, you know, that, that those places are having some trouble, but I haven't heard, heard of a real serious uh, issue yet. You're listening to The Landscape, a Crane's Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. We'll continue our conversation with Jay Miller in just a moment. But first this. The May Apartments in downtown Cleveland have been meticulously restored and transformed into a mixed-use building, complete with residential and retail space that includes indoor parking. The new downtown Cleveland apartment community offers studio, one-bedroom, two-bedroom, and three-bedroom apartments with all the most up-to-date amenities. These updates have preserved the history of the May while evolving it into a modern residence fit to reflect the comfort and sophistication of downtown living. For more information, visit themaycleveland.com. That's maycleveland.com. We're joined today by Crane's government and economic development reporter, Jay Miller. He joins us today for The Landscape, a Crane's Cleveland podcast. We're talking about changes in the job market. Jay's written a series of stories that you can find at cranescleveland.com. One of the things we heard over and over during the pandemic and saw this happen, Jay, was that employers were forced to raise wages to attract employees. Has that continued to happen? Has that continued? Has it worked? Yes. As I said, as I mentioned a minute ago, um, I, I talked to a, an IT firm who's paying 20 to 25 percent more in salaries than he was three years ago. That's a big jump. Uh, he, and he lost some folks during the pandemic. But again, he's having to pay more, but he's looking further afield. He is looking in people who look almost totally remotely and, and whether they live in Chicago or Cleveland or Pittsburgh. It doesn't matter to him. But he's paying more for that. Is it a long-term solution, though, when fast food places start to start paying wages they're not used to paying? Is this, gonna, you know, <laughs> I... and people start paying more in fast food places? I've I've noticed that myself. That some of those those prices are going up. That's what's going to happen. It's it's a continuous cycle. Uh, you know, a ladder up. First you raise wages, then you raise prices, then you need to raise wages again. 
that's the way we've done. We've seen the workplace, uh, the economy work for a long time. One of the things you often heard was that, especially for small employers, if they're forced to raise wages, that might drive them out of business. Now, it's hard to tell during the pandemic because a lot of places just couldn't survive being closed. But have we seen that as a factor at all? Do we know if that's made a difference? I've not seen that, no. Again, that, that's a long-term issue that, that may, we may see as, as time goes on. But I think, you know, again, businesses had some, some uh, help during the pandemic in terms of financing. That's coming to an end, and we may see that happen now. What, what, what in general, I mean, we've talked about a little of this, when you talk to employers, what are they telling you about people who are coming to apply? Are they, are they the kind of people they need, the people that are coming to apply? Maybe a better way of putting it is that they're having to look further afield. For example, looking for, to hire people who maybe have disabilities or are older or younger than they're, they're used to handling, or, or they they're, have to be willing to, to accept different sexual orientations in their employees. Those are things that the issues, those diversity issues are, are things the employers are dealing with, and they have to realize that they have to expand their horizons if they want to maintain a full workforce. It's interesting that, you know, you just think that the different nature of the employer-employee relationship from 10 years ago or 20 years ago, that this major change where it doesn't seem like employers hold all the cards anymore. You're absolutely right. And that's one of the things I, I saw, um, even when you read um, things like Harvard Business Review, the uh, the workplace is just changing. Uh, and it's never, it's, it's never going to go back to what it was. They have to be more, employers have to be more flexible in who they hire and how they hire and more negotiable in the things that they, they, they uh, offer employees. That's that's fundamental and that's permanent. Has, have any industries done better in terms of finding employees because of, during this period that, you know, they've seen more people come to them to want to work? No. I, in fact, the only thing I, I, I can say, I've sensed is that it's gotten harder for particularly hospitals to find workers. It, because in part, in this region, certainly, it's easy to go from one hospital to another if you're not happy with the shift you're given or, the, or if you're working, at, for example, in an emergency room and you want to be further away from patients, you can easily f- find a new job in another hospital that, that will satisfy your needs. So th- they seem to be having the most – I wouldn't call it a struggle exactly because the, the, the market is so fluid, but they're, they're having to work harder to, to keep employees. What kind of solutions can we propose? Is there any? Or just, <laughs> I, mean, you can't, I, I, I know some people are going to say, well, well, we should see what the government could do about it, but I'm not sure, you know, people are going to go no, along I, with that. I don't or... think there's a government solution. I, I think it's just something that employers and employees are going to have to work out over the long term among themselves. Each company is, is different. A, a manufacturer has different needs than a, than a high, high tech company, an IT company, than, than a hospital. The, the, the workers' needs are different and their, their structures. The hospital is a very good example. You, you can't re- work remotely for a hospital. You have to be on, on site. So th- they have to find, they, that's one reason why they're struggling because that's harder to, you know, people are eager to, to, in many cases, to work remotely if they can. And so they'll leave, the, they'll leave healthcare to, for some other field. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, I, you think to themselves, I'm sure that employers, employees are going into employers and saying, I have these several opportunities. Can you match them? Do we see that kind of thing? Exactly. That's why, as I say, employers have to be much more flexible. Did you find anything else that surprised you in looking into the changing nature of our workplace? No, just just the the the, the change is so dramatic. I guess I got I got used to it. <laughs> it, 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 it is very dramatic, and maybe that's the best way of putting it. As I say, it's 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 changing, and it's changed, and it's not going back to what it was. No, the, the, among the people I've talked to, that they don't see that happening. They they realize. For another good example is. You're, if you're a company that used to have a nine-to-five workplace, maybe work, work shift, maybe you work, let people work from eight to, eight to five, four or ten to six, if, that, if that's better for them. You, you have to uh, go with it with the flow, I guess. 
I was going to say in closing, you know, when everybody, most people were vaccinated and we started to hear from employers, well, we're looking for people to be back by June 15th or August 1st. That doesn't seem to really follow, followed through from much of many people I've talked to that their employers have no, backed it, off it, of that. It's, it's been very hard. As again, again, I say it, there, there's no easy solution and, and we're still struggling very, much, very hard with this. This is, this is not happening. This is not resolving itself easily. Well, Jay, this is fascinating. I just I always think about, you know, what we were doing 20 and 30 years ago, and I know things change in the job market, but this is way different than what it was before. It's, it's way different from five years ago, not just 20 years ago. Right. Jay Miller, thanks for sharing some of this information. Your articles can be seen at Cranes Cleveland. Thanks for joining us today. Good to be with you. Jay is our Cranes government and economic development reporter, Jay Miller. He joined us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We're glad you can join us. I'm Dan Paletta. Make sure to join us again. We'll talk again soon.